Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this. But yeah, I think the beauty of social media is like, it's like almost being like a scientist, you know? You're just constantly experimenting different things, see what works, see what doesn't. Well, welcome to the Branding with Video show, where we help those with a mission become known and those who are known to become legendary. Today we have Michael again. I love this show. This is like the best show to be able to have co-hosts on, chat through some things, learn some things, grow. But we're both, we've both struggled with this, with picking a niche for our business, for our content, for just... I mean, generally, I think a lot of you listening, like knowing what to make content on and how to do your business is not the easiest thing in the world. So we want to chat about that today. Um, but Michael, how, how are you doing today? How are business? How's business going since we last chatted? I'm good, man. Um, you know, business is, has been going well, been getting a lot of uh, inbound leads, you know, people reaching out, uh, needing nice. the service. So just been busy uh, doing, you know, uh, demo calls and learning more about the business and putting out proposals. So it's been pretty good so far. How about yourself? Sweet. I, love that. Um, I wanted to say is that because last time we talked about creating content, we talked about outreach, we talked about emails, we talked like where are those leads coming from so that those listening know, hey, this is what's working right now. Yeah. So there's been um, a few that were just like word of mouth. So people okay. saying, you know, satisfied yeah. client, current clients, which is always the best referral for me. Yeah. Um, and then there's also been a few just from seeing um, the content, uh, seeing my content, seeing my okay. client's content, and then reaching out and trying to schedule an appointment. So, Okay, cool. There you go. We, mm -hmm. we chatted about like direct outreach being the most, I guess, efficient and effective, but it sounds like your content's killing it. So um, everybody do both. Yeah, it's great because um, I think, well, at least with my business, it's easy to um, post, you know, their, my clients' videos yeah. and put myself as a collaborator, and and you get more eyes on it that way, yeah. you know, especially like on Instagram. So that that's really been helping. Yeah, I feel like that collaborator um, features a nice hack that everybody needs to use. Oh, absolutely. Totally. Um, my business, little crazy. I went spoke. We talked about that in the last episode. Um, I've now doing all the calls from meeting all the people with that Instagram's kind of taking a little bump, which is nice, but, um, actually I'm starting to, uh, most of the people is like, Hey, I probably won't sign anybody up, but a few of these people I'm meeting with, they have really lucrative businesses and they're like, I know I need to be on YouTube. And some of them even have built their businesses accidentally with YouTube. <laughs> and so they're like, no, I, I want to work with you. Like, even though. They're not probably who I'd normally work with. Like it makes sense for them financially to do it. So I'm like, okay, cool. So busy with that, um, boys' birthdays and all sorts of stuff. So been a little crazy, but um, it's been good. It's been a good week. That's good, man. So the, these people, you've been have you been reaching out to, to them yourself, or has there been any that reached out to you and be like, hey, dude, I saw you at the event. Yeah. Like, um, let's work together. Yeah, a little bit of both. Most people like came up to me during breaks and asked questions and then like, hey, how can I contact you? I'm like, just follow me on Instagram, send me a message. And so either they messaged me and followed up or they messaged me and I followed up, one of the two. Uh, but I've probably got a few of them. Like I just actually hopped off a call. It's like, ah, like I'm just here to help. Give an hour, like free session. He, he really has some amazing things going on. It's like, no, I really want to work with you. We didn't even talk about what that looks like. He's like, I don't care. Like I want to work with you. I'm like, okay, I really didn't expect that. So yeah. Um, give give your secret sauce away like it's it's a hack oh yeah totally I, i've noticed that too like i ran that um i ran like a like a, a free workshop a couple of weeks ago on, on zoom and yeah it's just when you give away like free knowledge like especially knowledge that are 
actionable yeah people are just like very impressed and they just they just want to work with you so yeah totally agree love that love that all right so let's hop in what how do we pick our niche and those listening like we're when we're talking about niche we're talking about your content and your business if you already have your business figured out i I've seen this as a struggle of knowing what to create content about or what type of content, even though you have your business figured out. Sometimes like you have to change both, but um, we're going to be talking about both of them and how we came to the niches we're on. Um, so Michael, what, like, what's your journey been? I know we've been talking about this and you have some questions on this, but yeah. where did you come from and how did you get to where you're at with your niche and your business? Well, I mean, I mean, for me, like, I guess I can take this down two paths. You know, the, the first thing for the first, you know, niche like business, um, was like, I've always just been passionate about video. I mean, I've, I told on previous episodes, I used to be an actor, love movies, love just the process of it and, and just built, uh, uh, both behind and in front of the camera. Um, so I know that eventually I wanted to create a business uh, surrounded by that because I knew that there was a need because there's still a lot of people that just don't know like how to shoot content how to shoot great content i guess you can say um yeah. and just the whole process um so for that part of the niche i knew that i wanted to follow my passion something i would just enjoy doing um as far as the niche like industry um because i was involved in real estate um for five or six years i used to do uh commercial lending uh, with my dad we had our own uh, brokerage that we that we did. Okay. So I formed a lot of contacts throughout those years. And so, you know, with any business um, or any new business, especially when you're starting out, you always want to talk to people that you know, uh, utilize your warm network. That's what I tell a lot of people. So, you know, coincidentally, there was a lot of, you know, real estate agents, investors, brokers, mortgage professionals, Airbnb experts that just needed the help in shooting content and, and posting and things like that. So, that's how I was able to really build my clientele uh, pretty quickly. Um, so now I'm like, I feel pretty confident in this niche because there's times where you have to speak that language, mm -hmm. um, especially like on uh, introductory calls and things like that, attending events. Um, and so I'm pretty co comfortable in speaking that type of language. And now I'm at the point where it's like, yeah, I want to focus on this niche. I think one of my main goals is to tap into the local market here um, in, in Seattle. And now it's kind of like, do I continue to focus on the real estate niche or do I kind of expand or focus more on the service itself and expand it to other industries? I know there's pros and cons to both. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. I know, I know it's kind of like any new business you're, you're going to be pivoting. You're going to be experimenting certain things and see what works and what doesn't, but that's kind of how I got to, to the real estate niche. Okay. I like that. And I guess, so I think some people are probably wondering, okay, like, am I broad enough or am I t niche enough or too niche? What, mm -hmm. where you're focusing on real estate, what, what are some of the problems that you really feel like maybe they're holding you back? Maybe they're not, but do you perceive them as problems right now with focusing on that? Um, I think as far as probably, I just feel a little limited because it's like, I don't want to say, I mean, I don't believe in saturation, but I mean, there's a, there's a lot of age, uh, real estate professionals out there, but I don't feel that every single brand needs 
uh, the video because either, you know, they're working with somebody else or they, they just have a good system place where they shoot their own content and they're building, uh, because yeah. I mean, you could still be successful doing your shooting your own content, you know? Um, yeah. and so sometimes like, I just feel a little limited and I feel like there's other opportunity for other business owners that, um, are in the same position, but just not in the same industry as well. So that's kind of mm-hmm. like my confusion, I guess you can say. Okay. No, I think that's fair. I think, um, I mean, at Ryan's event, most people are in real estate, if not everyone. And so what I found really, I mean, exciting, but also shocked me was the amount of people that had hired a videographer to follow them around at the event, where most of the time these people are listening to the speeches and weren't actually, they, they weren't speakers that had the videographers because there's a videography team that was getting amazing video. Some of the speakers did have videographers, but um, most of them didn't. But there were, I know, five, seven out of 200 real estate agents or investors or whatever they had, it is that they do that had people, videographers following them around. So it's like, for you, I think those people are out there. It's just figuring out how to make that work. It may be a local area. Maybe it is limiting. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But um, I think the thing here is that you can like as the real estate guy for social media in your area, you can charge more. And so that's a benefit. But if you don't have enough clients, I mean, maybe your offer can change. Maybe you really don't have enough people. And so I think there's maybe perceived limit, like limitations there, but there also is real ones. You got to figure out which one are the mirage and which one are the actual barriers that you can't get past. And I think that's, I think that's the hard thing about this. Um, it's figuring those out. So but okay. um, I think there's, and there's a lot there. And this is, I mean, this call, this video, like we just want you guys to walk through your businesses, your niches, and we're going to talk about our problems. Like, and hopefully in talking through this, you get some gold nuggets and like, maybe that gold nugget is, Hey, other people struggle with this too. Or maybe that gold nugget is, Hey, I figured something out. <laughs> like one of the two, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have to be a solution, but hopefully we, we help out a little bit that way. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how about you yourself, man? Like how were you able to really sniper focus your service and then also like your, the industry that you're um, in right now? Yeah. Um, anytime I get this question, um, I answer, actually I answer this way a lot, but accidentally on purpose is kind of the, <laughs> the way, um, when, I mean, we both started, you know, VRA, um, back at the beginning pandemic, um, it's a YouTube course for those who don't know, but, um, really just got into video. I loved video. Like ever since I was young, I wanted a video camera, but, um, I started doing video and I, my buddy actually, um, kind of mentored me. I was like, Hey, this is a really cool thing you're doing with YouTube. I would love to be a part of it. I'm going to school to be a PA physician assistant, but I think what you're doing is really cool. And so I had some exposure that way. And finally I was like, okay, I'm just going to jump into this, this, you know, that all the things I'm doing right now aren't super fulfilling. So I got my channel going, made like 20 grand doing it. It's like, okay, cool. Like there's something here. Saw some local brands that I just liked. Like I, I work out, there's a local pre-workout company um, that I loved. And I saw their YouTube channel had like 1200 subscribers. And then their Instagram had like a quarter million. It's like, there's a huge disconnect here. We can, we can do some crazy growth. So I reached out, gave him some free tips. Like, yo, what do you charge? Like, uh, I don't know. Gave him a number and they're like, cool, let's do it. And it was like, the same amount I used to make at my full-time job. Um, and it was working part-time. It's like, oh, this is crazy. Same thing with another person that I knew that had a business. Again, 
yeah, they hired me. So a couple of clients word of mouth, but I mean, that way it was like pre-workouts, you know, workout. It was medical field. It was HVAC. It was a couple of Fortune 500 companies hired me um, to do their YouTube. So it was just, it was these great accidents, but I was doing the right things. So I, was, I, I knew I wanted to be in YouTube. Had some bigger companies, agencies hire me. And so I, through this whole process, I'm learning, okay, no little, you know, small local companies for me probably can't pay my prices because I was strategy. I wasn't doing the filming and the editing. Um, I actually did for some, but I found that they couldn't afford it because the, the results didn't come fast enough. And that was something that we struggled with. I found some workarounds for that, but um, at the end of the day, it was a lot of work for the amount of money I was charging. And so when I was working with these Fortune 500 companies and these marketing agencies um, later on, it was a lot more money for a lot less work. And then I think most of the clarity came when Evan invested in my business, like, hey, we work with the best of the best in education and thought leadership, which was the space I was in the entire time anyway. It just wasn't quite the same. And so he provided a lot of clarity because our missions aligned and I just didn't realize it, but he did. And so... I skipped probably another couple of years of trying to figure out where I really wanted to be. But throughout this whole journey, I figured out what I don't want to do, what I do like to do, where some of my struggles are. Um, but it didn't really click a lot until I had someone on the outside say, hey, here's a way that you can focus and make a lot of money and provide a lot of value to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember um, I mentioned to this to you offline, um, that video that you shot with you yeah. and Evan doing that discovery. And, that, and I, I think that's very helpful because one, you're with someone who has like years and years yeah. of experience, right? So you, you have that honest feedback. Yeah. Um, and that's number two, it's like getting honest feedback from somebody. I mean, I think, um, I mean, to just to uh, um, admire you for a second, like, I feel like you have like that, that humility. Right. I th and I think that sometimes that's missing from people. Like they're pretty hard headed about, no, I'm going to keep, I'm just going to keep like pushing forward and going through. So like kudos to you, man, for like really listening and taking that, um, that feedback to heart, because sometimes I, I know that's, it's like tough when, especially when you, you feel like you're, you're right on something. Yeah. And then like somebody's saying, no, dude, like you need to do this instead. You're just like, Oh, but yeah. that, that's, that's great, man. I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's, Everybody can adopt that. Like it's, mm. it's hard. And some things I am, I'm like, no, I am right. Like this is the thing. Like, <laughs> it's a silly example. My, um, my wife has this like little Hamilton Beach twenty dollar blender that she loves. It broke right before Christmas, so I bought her like the nice Blendtec version. And she's like, I hate this because it's it, it's double over double the volume, and so her smoothies don't work in it. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So I, I just want my Hamilton Beach one. Let's send this back. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's get like the Ninja one or like I'm looking at all these other more expensive options. My brain, I'm like, I am right. It's her thing. I legit never use it ever, but my brain doesn't want to let her just get the thing that she likes. Um, which is silly. So in some places I have that humility where it's like, Hey, this is my business. I want to make money and other people can say, Hey, but like other things, my brain just won't let go of. That's the dumbest thing ever. And right. it has nothing to do with anything I use, but I appreciate the, yeah. the compliment. There. Oh yeah, for sure, dude. Um, so my question is, is like, okay, so you had this, uh, kind of this, um, reawakening, I guess you can say in finding this niche. Yeah. Um, and you said, and you previously said that it may have saved you like two to three years. Yeah. Um, so my question is like, where do you think, um, do you think you'd be able to get the same results as you are now, if you were to just stay on that original path? Or do you think like eventually you would have gotten to that, like where you are right now? 
Yes and no. I think because a lot of the clients I pull on now, I, I drop Evan's name. And mm -hmm. that means a lot because mm -hmm. we use his frameworks. We have his information, like as far as YouTube analytics and A-B testing and all that, like there's so much there that I wouldn't have gotten. I, I probably would have, like I joined his group before working with him. And so I probably would have learned a lot of it that way, but not, not the same. It wouldn't have been the same. Um, so to get to where I'll be a year from now would have probably taken me a decade instead of, you know, a year. Um, so I, I think I'm hard-headed enough that I probably would have stuck with it long enough. And I would still, I would be working with clients that I like. I don't know if it'd be the same clients, but I definitely think I would have gotten there because I was driven to do it. Like I, I had to do it. There was no option. Like my, even my brain, like when I had some really, really rough ups and downs with the business, like I had a five figure month and then no income for like three months at one point. And it was like, this is not sustainable. Like, you can't do this. My brain's like, no, we got to do it. We have to. And so I think if you stick to it, you can figure it out. Um, but I think the problem that I had most of the time was like, this is the thing I want to do, not this is the thing the market needs intersecting with the thing I want to do and offering in a way that's scalable um, time-wise as well as, you know, like, do I want to offer a $10,000 service? Probably not because then I, I have to be, you know, accountable to offering $10,000, well, more than $10,000 worth of value. So it's worth it, you know, two to 4K a month for a client. I can easily offer that value, no problem. Um, I think the hard thing is at the beginning, get those easy wins and then they see the value. Um, but if you're offering really high ticket, that's a bit harder, depending on what you're doing. It really, really does. Um, but if you offer too inexpensive, like there was a client when I was first starting out, it was a couple grand a month. I was filming, I was editing, I was posting. And I was like, I can't, I can only handle like two or three clients this way, which is not a ton of money that way. And so that I was like, I loved it. I loved being behind the camera. I loved it. I loved all that stuff. I didn't build that team for editing and all that like I should have, but um, it was fun, but I couldn't scale it like I wanted to. So there's some places in what I do now where it's like, it's not my favorite thing ever, but I get to talk about my favorite thing ever all day, every day. So there's some things missing where this is where this content comes into play and some of my other content where my creative outlet is creating my own content, but I still get to talk about the strategy and learn and grow and work with some of the most amazing people on planet earth. Like there's a lot of good, it's, it's still a job, it's still a business. So there are 10% of things that I don't love, but 85, 90% of it, I'm just absolutely enthralled with And that's, I don't know. I want everyone to get to that point where it's like, Hey, I love most of this. Um, so I guess question for you, cause we want to kind of narrow down your niche a little bit and maybe we get there, maybe we don't, but I just want to help you think through some things that might be helpful. Um, what I, I think starting and maybe I'm wrong on this, but like if you know what your target monthly income is, at least for your next goal, like you can always raise it later, but like if you know where you want to be now, you can kind of work backwards and know what services are going to work or aren't going to work. Do you have like a target monthly income that you want to hit this year or oh yeah um this year i'd love to hit twenty thousand a month that's okay. that's my that's my goal okay cool yeah. can you how many clients like right now like maybe maybe we need to raise your rates maybe we need to change like but if you're to continue doing exactly what you're doing right now how many clients do you need a month to hit that i would have to hit uh 10. okay yeah and is that where you're at now is that doable like do you have the ability to scale to that team wise, all that good stuff. I, I believe so. Yeah. I think it, because the way we work, um, a lot of it is like 
for example, it's like bulk shooting. So like, the, it's not like I'm shooting uh, a client every single day. It's like okay. once or twice a month uh, okay. max. Um, I have a editing team in place um, already. So I, th I think, yeah, I think it is, it is possible to do. Okay. Um, to do that. I mean, one of the limitations we've talked about offline and even a little bit here is that you said local is a little bit hard, but if you're only filming once a month, you could charge a little bit extra and fly anywhere really. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, there, there was opportunities there, but it's just a matter of like, um, continuing to build that trust. Cause I had opportunities to, you know, to fly to Cincinnati, um, to fly down to California, but they ended up, you know, it was one of those states where like I could just hire like a local videographer here, you know, yeah. and, and, and do that. So, I mean, yeah, the opportunity's there, but it just depends if, if it's a right fit uh, for the client. Okay. And yeah. I think that's part of where this niche conversation comes into play where it's like, mm -hmm. are like creating content could be seen, like seen as a commodity, but if you have your niche, if you are the social media guy for real estate agents and investors, then it's no longer about, Hey, this guy's cheaper. It's like, no, you're the guy. Like there's a lot, like we talked about Ryan Pineda last week and like there are people flying in from all over the world to go to his event. Cause he's the, so like he's the real estate guy. He's the, I mean, he does a lot of things now, but like yeah, yeah, for that event, like he yeah, is the guy. Point. It's like, that's a good point. People will pay a lot of money to work with you if you're right. the guy. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, if you want, like do, do you enjoy I mean you have the experience with real estate is that what you enjoy though or do you think yeah I, I do I, I I enjoy it a lot because it's like it's when I especially when I'm shooting clients like I learn so much it's like a almost like a free like master class in real estate and so okay. now that's like inspired my wife and I to get into real estate investing and things like that um I guess for me is sometimes I have the fear of like FOMO like mm -hmm. fear of missing out like on other clients I mean Granted, I know there there could be opportunities in the future where, let's say, like a random X business reaches out, needs video mm -hmm. services, but I guess it's kind of like I sometimes I just have like that man, I'm missing out like on restaurant the restaurant business or something, mm -hmm. or I'm missing out like on shooting gyms and things like that. Um, yeah. So that's I guess that's kind of like in the back of my mind sometimes when I just want to super focus on niching down. But I was going to ask you, like, do you have that fear? Like, I know that you're hyper-focused on, like, um, the thought leaders. Um, so do you ever have that fear of, like, man, I should, I, I really want to work with, like, this fitness influencer or, or things like that? I used to. I don't think I do as much anymore because there have been a couple of clients that I've worked with that I was like, this is super cool. And then I get in it and I'm like, I don't actually love this world or know this world as well. Like there was, um, and they were phenomenal clients. I'm not going to say who they are, but like they work with ultra wealthy people for investing. And I, I was like, this is going to be so cool to learn about all this. And I loved working with them as clients. It didn't last super long um, just because they had a lot of things going on, but I didn't love the industry as much, like not as much as I thought I would. Like I, I want to learn. There's some industries where it's like, I want to learn enough to be able to benefit me and then I'm good. And then there are other industries where it's like, I could learn about this all day, every day, and I'm excited to hear more about this. And so, um, you know, I, there are areas of investing that I'm really excited about, um, but there's others that I'm like, hey, either that doesn't apply to me yet, or, you know, like I'm not as excited yet. And so I do have clients in a lot of different areas, but actually a bulk of them are in real estate, which... I don't own any like investment real estate like that's been on my list, but like the more I've been working with them, the more it's kind of 
turned away. Like there, it's still real estate, but it's like syndication deals. We're not going to go into like stuff like that, but um, so it's super interesting that way. So I don't, I don't feel like I fear missing out. And the other thing is I want to be known as the best at what I do. And so if I'm the thought leadership guy, the education guy on YouTube, it's not, Hey, you're another videographer that's done all of these things. It's you are the guy. Like I, I need you because you're the guy. Um, but that's my ambition. That's what I want. And I think for you, for your services, you need to decide, do you want to have all of the variety and probably not be able to, you know, like charge as much. And also you're not, you're not known, like you're, you're not taking up a box in someone's head. If you are the social media guy for real estate, people know you. If you're the guy that records video for companies for social media, it's like, there's a lot of those on social media. There's a lot of those around. You're not rememberable in that aspect right so yeah yeah that's that that's man that's a good point yeah that's that's what i needed to hear um so like as far as like the content strategy mm-hmm. um because i i mean i post a lot of content um like i told you i post a lot of my clients videos put yeah. myself as a collaborator um as far as youtube goes since you know you're the um youtube expert <laughs> um yeah. What would you suggest I do my, should I, should I do more content revolved around me being the video guy for real estate? So like tips on shooting real estate videos or like uh, real estate content strategy, like, would that be something that I should pivot towards? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, actually the, so the, I, I need to do a couple of videos on this, but Evan's big thing lately has been the three shows. I mean, he's talked about this for a long time, but I don't know he's done a ton of content on it publicly. Um, but my, my speech at Ryan's event was on the three shows, but first one is biz dev show. The process is the second one. And then thought leadership is the third one. So I think you should, doesn't have to be like, this is more feels more podcast show. Like it doesn't have to be like that. Um, but you can absolutely do that. So if you have someone you're like, Hey, this will be a good referral partner. This will be a good potential client. Um, have them on a YouTube show, make it, maybe, maybe you make it a podcast, maybe you don't, but it's like, Hey, I want to get a relationship with you. So one, either I'm learning what people in this industry really need and where they feel like, you know, they're slacking. I mean, you're supporting them, you're helping them spread their message, but you're also learning at the same time. Worst case scenario, you learn what you need to target and focus on best case. They become a client. Um, don't have expectations that become a client. Just you're helping good free will, like, but bring up, bring it up as a conversation. Um, show the process I think is part of this. The thing here is you want to ask, what do you want to get paid for? And so if you're showing real estate agents how to film themselves, how to do their own thing, like that could be helpful because then they know that you're the guy, but you could also do it in a way where it's like, maybe you're on a zoom call and you're coaching, maybe you're coaching the strategy that way. Maybe you're coaching them on, like we talked about you adding a strategy piece. Maybe it's Hey, here's how to help, you know, post for more engagement on Instagram or YouTube or these other places. Maybe you have, you hire a second camera operator to come and like film you filming. And you're like, Hey, you know, usually, and just take a second with your client and just say, Hey, I'm going to film a video real quick. I have a couple of things I know are going to help you. I just want to capture this really quickly. And as long as they're okay with it, go with it. But like, then give them some tips. Say, Hey, when we're filming this type of video, here are two or three things that we need to make sure we're focusing on or you're saying, or you're doing like, these things are going to make your videos better. They're going to work better. And so you have footage of you showing the thing you want to get paid for. 
Um, thought leadership kind of sounds, oh, did you have a question on that one? No, I was going to say, and, and these are catered towards, you know, real estate professionals, right? Like these yeah, if, videos. If like that's who you want to work with, like, I, I mm -hmm. think if you feel like that's a good option, double down on it. If it feels mm -hmm. wrong after doubling down on it, maybe you need to backtrack a little bit, but you're not going to know until you try it. Got it. So, Got it. Okay. Yeah, you know, definitely do that. Um, the third one's that thought leadership where it's like, hey, here are my ideas. Here's what I want to be known for. That's not going to get you clients. That's not going to get you a lot of views now, 10 years from now, sure. So throw those in every now and again. But I mean, maybe you don't have a huge, strong message or mission because you're still trying to figure things out. And so maybe that just looks like, hey, here's my journey. Like I'm, I'm figuring this stuff out. Here are a couple of things that I'm thinking about or I've learned um, or I feel like are important for you as a, a business owner or someone you know, creating content on social media to think about when you're posting. So those videos can be stuff like that. Um, but th there's a lot there. But as far as like you teaching people how to do it, I think it can fit in. Just make sure you you know what the goal of the content is. We're not just creating it to get views. We want to get hired. We want to get a better relationship. We want people to know, like, and trust us. And maybe you are teaching them how to film. And the point is, I want you to know, like, and trust me. Then that works. You just need to make sure there's a good goal behind that particular video. Awesome. Yeah, I like that because I think um, those three types of videos, it really hits everything um, yeah. as far as like building trust, getting known, and also generating leads, <laughs> which is what, you know, what it's all about. So, I mean, yeah. I th that's perfect. I, I need to do more content on that because that's, it's huge. Like I'm actually speaking oh, yeah. tomorrow and I think I'm going to make my speech about that because it's, oh, that's huge. Yeah. It's profound. Like, and this is this is all Evan. This is not stuff that I did before because it, before it was like, okay, what's going to get views? What's going to mm -hmm. grow my channel? Instead of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what's the point of the channel? What's the point of this video? What am I actually trying to do? Because for as a business owner, your content is there to support your business goals, not the other way around. And so mm -hmm. um, it seems like common sense when someone says it, but like you're like, why didn't I ever? Why didn't I think about this? Like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's totally. It's crazy. So awesome. Um, but I think we've, I don't know, like you're in a unique place where you really are hyper niched down. And I feel like that, that can be a really good place to be. I feel like, mm -hmm. like you said, it can be limiting. And so if um, you're listening to this and you think that maybe you're too niche, my advice is to double down and test it out. Like you're like, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that likes to push things to the limit and kind of break them and figure out what's actually possible. So mm -hmm. maybe that's not the best advice, but that's what I would do. I don't know. How do you feel about like, like right now you're kind of stuck. Do you feel like doubling down is going to be helpful? Do you feel like pulling back is like, what, I don't know. What, what's your advice? Yeah. I, I feel like I, I just need to, to, yeah, really double down. Cause you know, to be honest with the content lately, I've been focused a little bit on search based stuff. Yeah. Um, just because I just wanted to rebuild that muscle because I was kind of pivoting. And that's kind of what I uh, tell my clients too, is that we focus like the, at least the first 10 to 20 videos on search-based stuff. Cause we just want to build that rhythm yeah. of, of creating videos. And then we just want to provide evergreen content right off the bat. But yeah, I think the beauty of social media is like, it's like almost being like a scientist, you know, you're just constantly experimenting. Um, different things, see what works, see what doesn't. And so, yeah, to answer your question, definitely going to double down, but I think I'm going to be a little bit more, try and go, try and take it more from an empathetic approach of being in the shoes of a real estate professional yeah. and try and, and just reverse engineer from there and make content from that. Okay. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And a couple, I don't know why this popped in my head, but like, because you are centered on the real estate niche, when you're creating 
because I mean, you're focused on short form content. What, like, how do you really make that content like accomplish the goals? Like, are there, are there things, are you niching down? Like, are you saying, Hey, we talk about real estate, but let's talk about this little tiny thing because it helps separate you in your niche. Like if that question makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we, we kind of focus, um, at least with my clients, we focus on an aspect of real estate, um, whether it's trending or we're trying to just do like a search base type of video. Uh, we just focus on that small aspect of real estate and then basically just try and be as specific as possible with it. Okay. And so, I mean, you're kind of, you're doing the same thing that we just kind of did here with your clients. You're like, Hey, you want to be known for this little thing, but they all, I mean, they all relate, but you're like, Hey, we're trying to make you take up a box in somebody's head of like, Hey, I'm the guy in real estate that knows X, Y, Z. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think that, I don't know. Do you have any, when you coach your clients that way, do they go like, Oh wow, I didn't think about that before. Or like you have those light bulb moments of where they're like, Hey, I really should lean into this part or something like that. Oh, absolutely. Cause I think, um, you know, at first, again, it's kind of like just figuring out what works and what doesn't and what they like enjoy um, talking about. Okay. And then, uh, from there, um, yeah, they're just like, Oh yeah, dude, I, I know I need to focus on, <laughs> on something. Cause I can't just be like all over the place all yeah. the time, especially when they want to generate business, um, with social media. I mean, they, you have to, yeah, you have to be known for something. So yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, okay. So we've covered a lot of ground helping you figure out your niche everybody listening. Like if you need to niche your business down, maybe test some things content wise, you need to be like, go watch some of your content, or look at some of your content. And, like, can you say, Hey, I am the blank person. Like, do you fill a box? Like you can't be the real estate guy because if you're the real estate guy, then you're competing against the Grant Cardone's, the Ryan Benitez, the like, you've got to have something about you. That's more memorable than just what you're in. Unless, I mean, maybe you are that character. Maybe you are that person that can compete with those names. I'm certainly not. So I have to be a little more specific, but, um, you know, make sure that people can remember you by something that way and make your content so that it actually accomplishes the right goals. Yeah, totally agree, man. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Um, any other questions, thoughts on niching down? Um, not for me. I mean, I think uh, a lot of my uh, worries have been pretty, pretty cured right now. So I think it's just a matter of just uh, putting the work in and, and just doubling down on, on the content getting it done okay cool i like it um last thought that i have is um do you like we've talked through this exercise a little bit like informally but sit down if you're listening to this and get out a piece of paper like michael did and write some of these things down where it's like hey like ask yourself what do i want to be known for what if based on my content right now what do other people see me as like what do they know me for because the two don't line up you need to change some things and then also anytime you film a piece of content What's the goal for this piece of content? What do I want to happen? You're not just, I, I feel like, and I do this too often, but it's like, hey, I'm just going to film this topic because I know people have asked me this question a hundred times. I know people want to know this or this is valuable, but instead say, hey, this is the goal of this piece of content. I want to get new clients. Cool. Call to action to your free, whatever, your email list, like get them to do something so they can become clients. Hey, I just want people to know, like, and trust me. Okay. Share your secret sauce. Make it extra special and extra spicy, like <laughs> give them extra value. Um, but just know what you're, you're doing that way. 
All right. Well, if you didn't see the last episode, check this one out right here where we talk about doing speeches and uh, getting speaking gigs, uh, being known a little bit better and, uh, you know, kind of what we talked about now, being that person in the box of minds of people you want to be. So click right here. We'll see you over there. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18-year-old built a five-figure-a-month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see you in the next episode. If not, make sure to go to the show notes and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.